you ever get stuck in the comparison game, looking around at everyone else's success, whether it's coworkers, family and friends, or strangers on the internet, and get pulled into that mental loop of self-doubt and feeling like you should be doing it better? Don't worry, my friend, you're not alone. And that comparison game not only can impact your confidence, it can make you procrastinate and hold yourself back from your goals. In this episode, I'll explain why our brains are so easily pulled into that comparison game and one strategy to boost your confidence. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Earlier this year, I was launching my coaching program, The Productivity Formula. I was super excited about the program. I'd worked on the course all last summer, and a small group of students had gone through the program in the fall with success. I love teaching. It's one of the reasons I started this podcast. It brings me so much joy to share the things I learn with others. And if you've been a listener for a while, you know a lot of my stories start with, so I was reading this book. So I'm feeling pretty excited about offering the program again and potentially getting a new group of students. I was also feeling a bit stretched thin in January this year, though, while I prepared to launch the program. I was training some new staff in my clinical practice, which had happened somewhat unexpectedly. So I had a lot of juggling in my schedule to make sure I was super clear on my priorities and that I had the time I needed booked every day for those key tasks. Like I said, I was feeling a bit stretched thin, but I also knew this was time limited. I'd set up my schedule, so I was pretty busy for a few weeks, but that was going to ease up again soon. And then I started to notice I wasn't as focused as I usually am on my new projects. I was spending a lot of time distracted, especially on social media. And it wasn't just that I was using social media a lot. I actually wasn't. Remember back in episode 83, I shared how I got out of my habit of just checking social media all day long with two jars and some paper clips. The problem wasn't the time that I was spending on social. The problem was how I felt after scrolling through posts of friends and colleagues for a few minutes. How did I feel, you might be wondering? Discouraged and depleted. I was scrolling through posts on social media that usually motivate me. Stories of success, tips and strategies for business. And instead of feeling inspired, my brain was going to that place of self-doubt and insecurity. Thoughts like, oh my gosh, look at this person. She started her business the same time as me and now she's so far ahead of me. Or, ugh, this person makes it all look so easy. How come my stuff never comes out looking so smooth? 
Or why am I even trying to launch this program again? I'm a total failure. Who am I to think I can do this? I should just quit while I'm ahead. Sound familiar? We've all fallen into this comparison game. Whether it's scrolling social media, looking at someone else's amazing home and perfect career, and wondering why we're not smart enough to get that success. Or maybe you're talking to a friend who seems to have it all figured out. And that inner mean girl starts talking over your shoulder, judging yourself and wondering why you can't have your stuff together too, right? Especially in our online world, where it's so easy to compare ourselves to others. We get stuck in this pattern of setting crazy high expectations for ourselves, just because someone else seems to have it all together. Then we judge ourselves when we don't feel like we're measuring up. Part of the problem here is biological. Our brains are designed to compare and to judge. Right now, your brain is receiving hundreds, if not thousands of points of data from your environment. I'm sitting at my computer and my brain is filtering out everything I hear. That bird chirping outside, the sound of the hum of my computer, or my own voice as I record this episode. Everything I see, that blinking light on my camera as I record the clouds going by outside, the colors of all the books on my bookshelf. Our brains are constantly taking in sensory information from our world. And your brain uses that information to make decisions and judgments. Here's an example. Say you're walking down the street and up ahead, the sidewalk has shifted. And now one stone is a bit higher than the one before. Your brain is analyzing the relative height of that next stone. Do I need to lift my leg higher so I don't trip? the stability of your other leg? Am I balanced enough to take that step? And anything else that might be going on, like maybe there's someone walking in the opposite direction you need to make sure you avoid. There is a breeze that's blowing your hair in your eyes. All this information is coming into your brain and your brain is making constant comparisons so you can make a decision so that you can step over that shift in the pavement and not fall flat on your face. That's normal. That's how your brain is designed to work, often without you even noticing. You probably didn't consciously think about that next stone being higher on the sidewalk, right? Your brain just took in the information, made the comparison all on its own. Because so much of our modern life is difficult to measure, we often look to others for comparison so that our brains can get that feedback on whether we're making the right choice or not. There are a couple of problems with this, as I'm sure you can imagine. Problem number one, the digital world gives us skewed data for comparison. We all know this is true, but it's easy to forget. The vast majority of people only post success online, right? You post the highlight reel, that picture where you look amazing, but not the 20 others where you judge your skin and your weight and your hair and whatever. You post a success story from work, but not the 10 other times you messed up this week. So we get a rose-colored glasses view of other people's lives. Our brains scroll through social media, and it seems like everyone else has it together all the time. But that's not reality. But that's the input you're feeding your brain. That's the data your brain has to make decisions based on. So makes sense when all we show our brains is that everyone else is winning, we start to doubt ourselves. Problem number two is our brains are amazing, but they have some selective attention. For example, we tend to overestimate the successes of others 
and underestimate our own wins when we get into this comparison game. Do this quickly right now. Think of five mistakes you made this week. That email you sent with a typo, you said the wrong thing in a meeting, you were late picking your kids up, whatever it was. Was it pretty easy to think of five mistakes you made this week? Now, think about five wins from the past week. Five successes. I like to call these my small victories. They don't have to be major. Maybe today I finished recording a batch of podcast episodes. I got to work on time. I remembered to send a happy birthday message to my friend. What are five things you did well? Was it harder to think of the wins? If so, that's normal. Our brains are trained to focus on our mistakes. It's meant to keep us safe. If I can focus on my mistakes, I can fix them next time, right? No, that is not how our brains work. The more you focus on mistakes, the more likely you are to make more mistakes. So frustrating, but that's how our attention systems work. Because our brains are selectively attentive to our wins and our losses, we're more likely to notice the times we mess up. So when we're looking at someone else's highlight reel on social media, all we think of are our own faults, sending you into that spiral of doubt, lack of confidence, and self-judgment, which is no fun. I was reading this book recently. You know that was coming, right? This book by Simon Sinek called The Infinite Game. Simon Sinek is the guy who's famous for Start With Why, all about finding your passion and motivation. And he has a great TED Talk about the same, which you can check out. His newest book, The Infinite Game, really got me thinking. He talks about how another thinking era that gets us stuck in the comparison game is we approach most areas of our life like they're win or lose. Even if you're not a super competitive person, we tend to see things as either win, loss, success, or failure. Like every area of our life is a game of cards. Allison's big into Uno right now, and when you play cards, someone always wins and someone loses, right? There's an obvious endpoint. Sports are like that too. You play a game of soccer, and there's a point where the game ends and someone's declared the winner. But most areas of our life, according to Simon Sinek, aren't like that. They're not finite games, they're infinite games. We can't approach them as win or lose, or we get stuck in self doubt and frustration. Like parenting, for example. How do you win at parenting? I know we all joke about parenting wins and losses, but any parent knows that game is infinite. Your role might change over the years, but it goes on for the rest of your life. Your career is like this too. Yes, there may be a point where you retire, but that could be 20 to 30 to 40 years from now. That's a long game to be trying to win all the time. I like in this book, he shares examples of companies that have an infinite mindset. Companies who see business as not something to be won or lost, but something where we continue to grow and evolve over time. Those companies tend to be better at dealing with adversity, setbacks, and change. Finite-minded businesses go bust. The world changes, economies change, something new is invented, and they can't adapt. And we can use this analogy for us as individuals as well. It's a lot like a growth or fixed mindset, but around comparison. When we have a finite mindset about success and failure, we get stuck in the comparison game, comparing ourselves to others. And then we feel like if we're not winning, we must be losing. And because we're so good at focusing on our own faults, it always feels like we're losing. We go into that spiral of doubt, feeling like you're not good enough or smart enough or whatever enough. 
And that not only makes you feel like garbage, it makes it hard to stay motivated. So then you start procrastinating, avoiding, and getting more and more frustrated with yourself. Have you noticed there are some areas of your life where you get sucked into this comparison game more often than others? I definitely have. We all have those insecurities, right? Those areas where we're not super confident and it's easy to start doubting yourself. For me, being pretty new to this business world, it's anything related to business. So it makes sense that earlier this year when I'm launching a new coaching program, I'm more likely to get stuck comparing myself to others. I don't worry when I'm skiing, for example, if other people are better than me. I'm a pretty average skier at best, but I'm not at all self-conscious on the hill because skiing isn't a source of insecurity for me. It's not where I already question myself. So when someone whips by me on the hill, I think, oh, they're so good. They must have been doing this for a while. How can I learn from them? Instead of, ugh, I'm the worst skier ever. I'm going to go sit in the chalet. But in business, I'm not as confident. And I do start to second guess myself. I see someone else who's having success. It's easy for me to think, ugh, I'm never going to figure this out. Instead of, wow, that's so awesome. How can I do that too? We each tend to have areas where we're less confident, more insecure, and where that comparison game really gets to those insecurities. Especially if your brain is already running low on resources, already feeling stretched thin with a million things on your plate, then it's way easier to get sucked into that place of your brain's default of comparing yourself to others. So what can you do? How do you get out of this trap of constantly comparing yourself to others and feeling like you're not good enough? When I was young, my parents had this box of accomplishments. They still have it, actually. It's in their closet at home. That macaroni necklace I made when I was five, my first awards in school, anything they were proud of or they thought I might want someday. As a kid, it always felt silly. Why would I want this stuff? But as a parent now, I totally get it. And I definitely have a box for Allison, too. I even recently made a binder of pictures she's drawn all the way from her first scribbles to her people that almost look like people now that she's poor. I love it. Parents do this to have keepsakes, but the strategy is also really powerful to counteract our inner critic. Now that I'm a grown up, I have my own success box. It's virtual. I actually keep a file of positive comments I receive from our community on social media, positive emails that I get thanking me for this podcast, even feedback I get from organizers at conferences that I've presented at. Anything that when I read it, it makes me smile. Then when I'm having a comparison day, when I'm stuck in doubt, feeling like a total failure or scared I'm never going to succeed, I open this file and read through the messages. Remember, our brains are great at focusing on the negative. Having this success box is a fantastic way to remind your brain that you have wins too. Have you taken my stress personality quiz yet? Based on your unique style, you'll get tips and strategies from me on how to best build confidence, get more done in your day, and keep taking action towards your goals. You can take the quiz at drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz. So here's your challenge this week. Create your own success box. And start training your brain to focus on your wins, not everywhere that you feel like you're messing up. Option one, 
you can create a virtual high five success reel like me, where you can read through positive feedback whenever you need a reminder that you are in fact a fantastic person who has done some pretty awesome things. Or option two, you can start tracking your small victories. Once a week, sit down and write out five things you did well that week. It doesn't take long, but these strategies will snap your brain out of comparison mode and remind you of the things you're doing well. Okay, thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 